Well, hey y'all, and welcome back to season five of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your friend, and your sister in Christ, Georgia Brown. And my goodness, I am so grateful that you are here today. Whether this is your first time joining us or you've been a friend of the podcast for a while, I just want to say up front, I love you so much and so does God. Oh, y'all, seriously, Faith and Friends is just that. It's just a bunch of us friends hanging out, growing in our faith, and this podcast is interview style. It is so fun. We usually just hang out with a friend and learn all what the Lord is doing in and through their life. It is such a joy. But today, it's just going to be you and me. I'm so grateful for this special episode where it's just us and really As we grow together, we have to know each other. So I'm gonna share a little bit of my testimony with you today and just how we got here. How did the podcast even start? How did my prayer closet start? And truly where I feel the Lord is stirring us and taking us into the episodes to come as we start a series, which is gonna be so fun. So I'm so, so grateful for you and I'm beyond honored that you spend a little bit of your time today with me. Well, alrighty, let's dive right in. Well, hi friends, I'm Georgia Brown, and no, I'm not actually from the state of Georgia. I'm actually from Arkansas, and I grew up in the same house, this little red brick house with a white picket fence, for the very first 18 years of my life, and you know what? My precious parents, they still live there. I grew up in the Lutheran denomination at a church where at one point in my childhood, four generations of family attended there. It was so special, but it was my normal. And now that I look back, I see how truly special that season of life was. And once I hit nine years old, y'all, I stopped attending Sunday school and I started singing on the worship team with my grandpa and my dad played acoustic guitar and it was just such a sweet season. Music has always really been a part of my life since I could talk. I wouldn't give the microphone back at two years old because I wanted to sing Jesus Loves Me at church. (laughs) It was sweet. Mom has it on video. There's proof. And then at five years old, I began taking piano lessons. And because of my dad's love for music, this became such a quick and easy love for me too. But when I was 12, the church we were at with this Lutheran denomination as a whole, they were going through a split, which caused my family among so many other families to part ways. And so this was really the first time in my life that I had experienced a little bit of church hurt. I was so sad to leave all the people that I had loved and leaving people you love is hard. But now that I look back, y'all, God had a plan all along. He always did and he always will have one because that is who he is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So we can trust in him and lean not on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him knowing that he's going to make our path straight. So here we are at 12 and a half. Yes, the half counts. I was handed a hymnal and informed that I was going to be the new worship leader at our little church that we were starting. And from that point on until the age of 18, where I left for college, I led worship faithfully in my local church with my daddy on guitar, my grandpa singing, and often my brother would sing too. And a couple other precious faithful people joined us as well. And occasionally when mama wasn't clicking away on the PowerPoint, we would get her to play bass guitar with us too. It was a special season. But if I'm honest with you, friend, it wasn't always easy. I fell into church leadership as a kid. Like truly, when your girl was becoming from a girl to a woman, 
I was, you know, you know what I mean? I was going into leadership. And so my youth group on a Sunday morning, on a good day, was like six people (laughs) where half of them were my family. So I tried out other youth groups in town, but I don't know about you if you've ever felt this way in youth group, but I just felt out of place. It wasn't until Georgia left Arkansas to come to Tennessee for college that my faith became real to me. I remember it like yesterday, y'all. The car was so packed as we were heading the nine hours to Tennessee for my freshman year of college. From my house, the doorstep, to dorm 232 at Middle Tennessee State University, the campus, y'all. It was a nine-hour car ride where you couldn't even really see out the car because we had so much stuff in it. But I remember that we were going over the Memphis Bridge, headed from Tennessee into Arkansas, or (laughs) headed from Arkansas to Tennessee, y'all, that I saw that sign. And it said, welcome to Tennessee. And I remember whispering the most sincere prayer that I had said up to this point. I just said, God, I want to be the best version of myself here. But really what I was saying is, God, I want to know you. God, I want to be more like you. I want to follow you. What does this mean? But from my little heart, it was, God, I just want to be the best version of myself. And the best version of ourselves is a more godly version of ourselves. And so truly, I had never moved before in my life. You see, I was in the same school system from second grade on. And so now I was headed nine hours from my cozy bed, the comfort of mama's cooking. And I only knew my roommate from the looks of her social media. So now it was just me and Jesus. And I could write a book on my four years of college, but to make four years a short little blip, y'all, let me tell you, college was the best season of my life (laughs) up until that point. It's just glory to glory, y'all, when you follow Jesus. It was so redemptive from my heart after the hurts of high school, and I joined an amazing college ministry at my public secular state university. Y'all, God is on the move everywhere. Don't put him in a box, you know? And here's the deal. I got off the platform from leading worship for about a year and a half, and I joined a small group. I then joined the greeting team at a local Baptist church here in town, and I held a door, and I passed out a bulletin, and I got involved, and I served, and I grew in my relationship with Jesus Christ. And what I think is so beautiful is in a season where the world will tell you, go crazy, Live your best life. These three, four years of life, maybe five, get it out of your system. Do whatever you want. But truly, whatever you pour into your life in the college season, whatever you pour in is going to pour out in the next 30, 40 years of your career and your whole life. So I was using this time to get poured into. I got up before my 8 a.m. classes and I would read my Bible and sometimes In one semester, I hosted a prayer meeting at 7 a.m. in the dining hall. I fell madly in love with Jesus, and my life has not been the same since. So in this joyful journey, I ended up meeting my manager. And out of all places, God is so funny, we met at an American Idol audition day. No, it wasn't me auditioning. I was there to support a friend, and let me tell you what. My friend ended up on the show. It was pretty incredible. But there the Lord crossed our paths and we began to pursue music. We were doing everything from stairwell sessions to Southern gospel, acoustic music, hymn stuff. It was amazing. But all these doors, y'all, 
they seemed to stay shut. It felt good doing these musical things, but deep down, as I was falling more in love with the Lord and learning about what it means to trust Him in faith, it didn't feel like this was God's best yet for that season. I could just tell. Even though the closed doors, yes, they were very frustrating. I just learned that even as these doors were shut, I had an opportunity to praise him in the hallway. But along this joyful journey, I had a day where I will never forget it. It changed my life. Y'all, we had a little meeting, me and my manager, on Music Row, and we were at his friend's radio station. This was the early fall semester of my junior year. So fall of 2019. We were at this radio studio and across from the table, my manager said to me, I will never forget this. He said, I think your next move is to start a podcast. I was quiet. I knew what a podcast was, but at the time, none of my friends were doing it. I didn't really know anyone that was pursuing this. But after another beat of silence, I replied with a confidence that y'all, it was not from me. I said, okay. Well, it's going to be called Faith and Friends. And after those words slipped from my mouth, a door was opened that I had no idea what was behind. Faith and Friends? I don't even know what that means. So with all the faith that my manager had in me and his precious friend Robbie, the radio DJ, I began to do interviews with my friends that I hosted a few on Music Row in a radio studio and I was having the time of my life, y'all. Chatting with my friends about their faith, it came easy to me. I mean, is there anything better? We launched Faith and Friends back in December of 2019 and a few months later, March of 2020 hit. I don't even have to say anything more. Y'all know what that means. Yep, quarantine. I was sitting home from college and there were so many countless unknowns. It was a crazy time. Y'all remember? And I used this time, of course, to work on my college classes, but I also got really good at using GarageBand and conducting interviews on Zoom. Just as I saw my classes were being hosted on there, I thought, why can't I do podcasts virtually? So I held my first Zoom interview with the one and only Dallas Jenkins from The Chosen, the creator of the TV show that is just so good, you know? My heavens, I was so nervous. Ha! This was my first uh, Zoom interview. But let me tell you, I was such a big fan of the show, I was like, I'm just going to reach out to him. And I reached out to him and he said yes, and it was such a joy. And once I did that first virtual interview and I got that out of the way, I literally felt like I could do anything. Now, here we are, a pandemic later. I got my very expensive piece of paper from my good old university that I love so much. And I fell in love with Jesus. During this time, I was still writing songs and leading worship at church. But I left my public state university doing full-time ministry. Only God could do that. So now we're here at season five. You know, I never would have thought I'd love to interview people and share these conversations so much. But I stand corrected. God recently reminded me of baby George Brown. Well, not baby, but like young. In middle school, I would race off the yellow limo, a.k.a. the school bus. And I would throw off my backpack, turn on the TV to catch the shows where they'd interview such neat people from athletes to authors to actors to internet sensations and heroes giving away free gifts they would say you get a car you you know all those shows I loved it I couldn't get enough of it 
did I know a lot of these people? Not at my age of 13 in my sheltered Christian home. I just knew I was drawn to it and I loved it. There was such energy and joy. And so your girl began to uh, conduct interviews in my shower. (laughs) As the soak was soaping up my hair, I'd interview my shampoo bottles. And only God himself saw that. And I honestly forgot about that until recently. And so beautifully enough, friends, I guess this has been on my heart for a while now. Now, the interviewees are not my 12-ounce shampoo bottles, but God's precious people that he's using for his kingdom here on earth. And now I'm 23. Well, if you're listening to this after May 17th, I'm 24 now. And I'm pursuing Jesus in all I do here in the post-grad single life. So for so long, I thought music was it for me. Because I led worship from the age of 12 and a half on, I really truly made it my identity. I thought that a three and a half minute song on Sunday morning was all I was made for. Music did become an idol. And somewhere along the way, I lost my love for it and I wrapped my whole being in it. And through college and now the post-grad life, God has shown me that he wants to use all sides of our voices. This stands true for me and for you, friend. What he does for one man, he does for another. He wants to use not just some of you, but all of you. All areas of who you are. So through faith and friends, I don't know about you. I pray this is so true for you, but I have found freedom through this podcast. This is where we get the tagline from at the very end of our time together. There is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important because, y'all, it's true. God wants to use all of you, all of your voice, not just in a song, not just in a classroom, not just fill in the blank, you name it. Now, yes, I still do music, but it's not the foundation of who I am. My identity is in Christ and music It's just the overflow. And God has shown me how he can use my voice through interviews, Instagram captions, songs, and, well, (laughs) a surprise that I have to share with you in just a few weeks. Hint, hint. So that's a little bit of my testimony. And now that we're real friends, oh, that makes me so happy. That's a little bit about me, and I can't wait to hear a little bit about you. So send me a message on Instagram at I am Georgia Brown, or leave us a review and just tell me a few of your favorite things. I'd love to know. So, friend, season five. I can't believe it. I'm so excited that we are going to start a prayer series together. Over the next few months, we're going to hear some incredible conversations from our friends, some new and some returning to the podcast, to just share what has the Lord done in and through their prayer lives, through different situations, circumstances, and different seasons. It's going to be so encouraging. Because prayer, y'all, prayer is friendship with our Father. Prayer is just sharing our life with our Savior. And prayer is being honest with yourself and with God. So I have one more story to share with you about how prayer, it truly changed my entire life. So back to the college days. About a year before the podcast, 2018. I lived off campus for the first time in an apartment with two precious roommates. It was the first time not being in a dorm, so y'all, I thought I was living large. It was amazing. Oh, 
which, you know, we were maturing and getting there. And it was the first time that I'd had my own little bedroom, my own bathroom, and my first ever walk-in closet. It was a big deal, y'all. But one day, one of my roommates shared with me that she had went to a party and she was sharing this story with me on the couch. And y'all, it shattered my heart to hear that she had been taken advantage of at a party. Literally, the wind was taken out of me. And it was for the first time that reality hit me that, wow, like I can genuinely do nothing about this situation. So I literally just held her. I gave her a hug and I listened. And after that, I remembered a movie I once watched called War Room, where a precious old lady named Miss Clara, she prayed in her closet and she called it her war room. Now, up until this point, my closet back home, it seriously was a sliding door and you could just fit your arm and grab what you needed and go. But now my big girl apartment had a little walk-in space. So after I held her, I went back to my room. And just as I saw her do in the movie, I went to my closet and I closed the door, sat inside, and I literally began to weep. I, I was heartbroken that this would happen to someone that I love. And I couldn't do anything about it, but I knew God could. So I grabbed a piece of paper and wrote out a prayer for my friend and I stuck it on the wall. This was a physical act of surrender for me. By putting the prayer on the wall and then having to get up, close the door and go about my day and go to class, I physically gave this to God. And it was just an outward sign for me to show God, hey, I trust you. I give this situation to you. And now three moves later, And even this morning, y'all, I prayed in my closet, thus birthing the prayer closet. I seriously could write a book about the miracles I've seen through prayer, but instead of telling you, I want you to experience it yourself. So that's why we're doing this prayer series. I've asked some of my dearest friends to share their lives and their hearts with you about prayer. And so, man, like it's going to be such a great time, but I got to tell you, did you know That out of all the things that the disciples saw with their time with Jesus in his ministry, from casting out demons to literally raising the dead, doing miracles, feeding of thousands and thousands of people, blind eyes seeing, deaf ears hearing, out of all that, do you know what was the one thing that the disciples actually asked Jesus to teach them? No, it wasn't raising the dead or doing a miracle or multiplying food. It was actually prayer. The disciples, when they saw Jesus pray, they said, hey, we want to learn how to do that. And I really think raising the dead would be something that's very important and, you know, helpful. But they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, to teach them. There's something so beautiful to learn here. And and I'll prove it to you. Let me show you. In Luke 11, verse 1, it says, It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us Each day, our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive also those who sin against us and lead us not into temptation. Now, y'all, 
over the next few weeks together, we're going to take this Luke 11 and Matthew 6, and we're going to dive into this template that Jesus gave us on how to pray. There's so many things that I would love to note here, and we're going to talk about them in the coming weeks. But one thing I want you to notice right here, right off the bat, is disciples asked him to teach us. It is good to ask for help. I love that we ask questions. The disciples even asked Jesus, the Savior of the world, to teach them. So I'm grateful that we are here to learn together. And also the second thing, Jesus said to them, when you pray, not if you pray. So this is something that Jesus wants for us and expects of us as believers is to simply talk to God, our Father in heaven. And so we're going to talk about that in the coming weeks together, and I'm so excited about this. Isn't that amazing? Even the disciples wanted to be taught. Oh, so I just pray that this time together grows you, strengthens you, encourages you. Really, y'all, I'd love to pray for you right now as we end our time together. Lord God, I thank you so much for the power of our stories I thank you for each and every friend under the sound of my voice that has truly been walking in these days with you. Lord, even if they feel like they've strayed away for a season, Lord, I thank you that you have never once left them. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us. And I thank you for that truth and that reality. So as we continue to walk with you in the days to come and learn more about who you are, God, I pray that we would be honest with ourselves and with you right where we're at. I pray that we would have a teachable and moldable spirit, that we would be able to come to you and you would give us rest. God, I thank you that you will open the eyes of our hearts and just be with us as we grow with our friends in our faith together. God, I pray that you would bless and protect each and every beautiful human under the sound of my voice until we meet again next week. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Thank you so much for faith and friends, God. I love you so much. And it's in your son's perfect and holy name that we pray. Amen. <laughs> Friend, I seriously thank you so much for joining me today. Just sharing a little bit of my heart with you, it felt so good. And the fact that you just spend a little bit of your time with me, I'm beyond honored. Y'all, we're going to have so much fun over the next few weeks together. And I cannot wait to share my surprise with you. So please stay tuned and make sure to follow this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Or here on YouTube at the Faith and Friends channel. It's so good to see your face. It's fun to have a video element too. So all of our interviews with our friends will be video as well. If you'd like to see their beautiful shining face, you can just hop on over to the YouTube channel. But y'all, I love you so much and I can't wait to see you next week. So until then, do not forget, there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important.